Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to Anointed and Appointed Word Ministry with Brother Norman Wooden. I am Brother Norman, and I will be sharing Anointed and Appointed Word that changed to make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God and our Father in heaven. I'd like to send special thanks to Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield who allows me to come before you every Saturday morning and break bread with you. Amen. They have a program which comes on every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then their program is Turn on the Light Broadcast. Turn on the Light Broadcast with Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield, which comes on every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They also the assistant pastors at Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia. W. Smith, who is also the co-founder and the senior pastor, is Pastor Archibald Hartman with his wife, Lady E. Hartman. They have services every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. with Sunday school and 10 a.m. begins their worship service. They have Bible studies every Wednesday. Actually, every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, you can call into this number, 917-388-4161, and listen to their Bible study live. They also have Bible studies at their locations, Every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia. You can come on Facebook, YouTube, and the website is comingtothelight.org. That's comingtothelight.org. Well, thank you once again for calling in. And before we get into the word, we're going to hear a story. Amen. This ain't no
what he's done for me. I'm going to thank him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to give him glory. Hallelujah, God. This ain't no ordinary worship. Hallelujah. Well, thank you once again for calling in this glorious day. Actually, mentioned on last last week that they're actually celebrating her life this morning. Glory to God. Just want y'all to keep us in prayer as we go through this time. Ain't Barbara Marshall transitioning on to glory? Hallelujah. Celebration. A celebration. That's what's going on this morning. A celebration. Thinking about all the good times, all the memories. Hallelujah. I can see your smile now. Glory to God. Well, let's go ahead and get into the word, amen. Coming out of the book of St. John. St. John, the 8th chapter. I'm going to read. St. John, verse 51. And it reads, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast the devil. Now this is Jesus speaking. He's talking to the Jews. And he told him that, verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know, now we know that thou hast the devil, calling Jesus a devil. Abraham is dead. And the prophets, and thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Whom makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor my, myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me. Of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar. Like unto you. Hmm. But I know him. 
and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Want to read verse 51 again. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my sayings, he shall never see death. The title of the message this morning is Celebration of Life and Death. Celebration of Life and Death. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for watching over us as we lay down the rest before you. Thank you, Father, for charging your angels to be encamped around about us, for protecting us, keeping us in their care, God, fighting off all the fiery darts of the enemy. And Father, thank you for waking us up this morning to see another day that you have made. For we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Father, for your word, your word that saves, your word that heals, your word that delivers, your word that sets free, Father, all those who are bound and captive in what we call sin. Thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, who you sent to be the propitiation for our sins. Thank you for Holy Spirit, Father, our guide, our teacher, our comforter. And thank you for you, Almighty God. Our Father, creator of heaven and earth. Now, Father, if we receive your word, help us to apply it to our lives, to make it personal, Father. And to walk it out, God, that you may be glorified. Thank you and we praise you, Father. And Father, strengthen our family, God, as we go through this trying time, God, of remembering, of celebrating, of honoring the life of Aunt Barbara. We thank you and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Celebration of life and death. Jesus started off by saying, Very, verily I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never See death. 
And and we got to understand that Jesus was here on this earth, but his mindset, the way that he thought, the way that he talked, it was on a whole nother level because he was speaking spiritually. And that's what he was trying to get the Jews to understand. When he mentioned the temple, he wasn't speaking of the physical synagogue or temple or place of worship, the, the building that they were attending. He was speaking of the temple of God. So when he said that a man shall never see death if he keep his commandments, he was speaking spiritually. Because it's appointed Everyone wants to die in the physical. Death is the transition to life. I'm going to say that again. Death is the transition to life. Death in the physical is the transition to life. In the spiritual, and also death in the Spiritual is the transition to life. Let's 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 look at John the third chapter. And verse three. And it reads, Jesus answered said unto him. Verily, verily, this is this is Jesus having a conversation with, with Nicodemus. Nicodemus had, had approached Jesus. And he was asking him questions. And Jesus answered him and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time 
into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus was speaking spiritually. But Nicodemus was thinking naturally. He was trying to figure it out with his intellect. How can a man be born when he is old? He, he couldn't understand that. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, now he knew that's not possible. But when you try to figure out the word of God with your natural intellect, it makes you look foolish. It's designed that way. Because the thoughts and the ways of God are so much higher than ours. There's no comparison. When you think about those who have been called geniuses, they still could not figure out the words of God, not intellectually. Trying to figure it out. Trying to understand it and explain it with your natural mind. It will actually cause someone to go crazy. Because there's no connection. So Jesus was telling him, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then in verse 5, it says, Jesus answered to what Nicodemus was saying about a man entering into his mother's womb again. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. See, see, he explained it to him then. This is not a, a physical birth. This is a spiritual birth. Must be born of water and of the spirit. And, and the word spirit is capitalized, which means Holy Spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Ye must be born again. I remember a message 
that I shared. And in the message, the Lord had me to say this. We are born to be born again. I'm going to say that again. We are born to be born again. That's the whole purpose of this life. It's to be born again before we die. We're born to be born again before we die. We have been born physically to be born again spiritually before we die in the natural. That's the whole purpose of this life. And in order to enter into everlasting life, into heaven, you must be born again before you die. But order to be born again, you must die. Spiritually. In order to be born again, there must be death. Death to your old life. Death to the things of the natural in order to transition to spiritual life, you must first die to the natural life. Let me explain it this way. Second Corinthians. Chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's start at verse 10. Actually, let's go back to verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. And it reads, We are confident, I say, and willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Let 
Let's go back to verse 5. Verse 5. And it reads, Now he that hath wrought us for the self-same thing is God, who also hath given us, hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Listen to that. It says, while we are at home in the body, physically, we are absent from the Lord, spiritually. For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor. That whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That every one may receive the things done in his body. According to that he hath done. Whether it be good or bad. Now that's talking about the physical. Everything that we've done in the physical must be judged. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that ye may have somewhat to answer them with glory in appearance and not in heart. See, he's speaking of the physical and the spiritual. But he's letting them know that there's a difference. For whether we be side ourselves, it is to God. Whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead talking about Jesus. If Jesus died for all, then we're all dead. Speaking spiritually, even though Jesus died physically and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. 
but unto him which died for them and rose again. Can't figure this out in the natural. He that died for all, speaking of Jesus, that they which live in the physical should not henceforth live unto themselves. In the spiritual. But unto him. Which died for them. And rose again. We don't live. For ourselves. We live. For him. Who died for us. And rose again. Verse 16 reads. Wherefore henceforth. Know we no man. After the flesh. In the natural. Yea. Though we have known Christ. After the flesh. Yet now henceforth. Know we him. No more. He was reminded them, yes, Jesus was on this earth physically. And, and he lived this, this physical, natural life. But when he died and rose again, he was transformed spiritually. So he was explaining how someone can be born again. When Jesus told Nicodemus, you, you must be born again. You must die to the flesh in order to live in the spirit. Verse 17 reads, therefore, if any man be in Christ, that's key. If any man be in Christ, be in the one who died and rose again, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. The old life, the, the, the natural life. Behold, all things are become new. Now we're living in the spiritual. We're living in the spiritual because we're living in Christ. For it says, in him. We live and move and have our being. So that's why we celebrate the cross of Jesus dying 
and the resurrection of him being rose again. The celebration of, of life and death. But we celebrate his life. Pray his death. In him that we live and move and have our being. That's why it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. All of us have been given a ministry of reconciliation. And what's that ministry? I once was lost, now I'm found. I was blind, now I see. From the physical to the spiritual. That's our ministry. Share with people of how God changed us. In Revelation it says that we've overcome By the blood, the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus, and by the word of our testimony. That's that's our ministry. Sharing what God has done for us and how He did it. That's why you should not be ashamed of your past. Because you celebrate what God has done for you. You celebrate life and death. I used to be an alcoholic. I used to be a whoremonger. I used to be a drug addict. But now I've been born again. Hallelujah. 
I'm no longer the old man. I'm now a new man in Christ Jesus. So when you share your testimony, all you're doing, honoring God. Celebrate when the, when you look at the word celebrate, celebrate means to honor. When you celebrate something, when you celebrate someone, you're honoring them. And another definition for celebrate is to keep. You're keeping the remembrance. Jesus said, when you take communion, you do this in honoring me. Honoring what I did for you. The bread represents my body being broken for you. The wine represents the blood that was shed. So you're celebrating the death, but you're also celebrating the life. Of what he did. And then it says, when you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Keep me. At the forefront. Of your memory. Forget what I did for you. Every day, we should be celebrating the life and death of Jesus. And how do we do that? Going back to St. John 8 chapter, verse 51. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death.
Let's look at St. John. Chapter 5, verse 41. <clears throat> Actually, we're going to start at verse 39. And it reads, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuseth you even Moses, in whom ye trust. For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? See, Jesus was reminding them that what you read Is speaking of me. Even Moses. Whom you call. The deliverer. He wrote of me. And then he said. If you don't believe his writings, how can you believe my words? He was trying to get them to understand that the words that have been written speaking of him. Let's look at Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Starting at verse 1. And it reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, 
in the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. This was written in Isaiah. Some say Isaiah wrote this. Some say others wrote it. But the point is, it was written in the day of Isaiah. Now let's go to St. Luke, the fourth chapter. St. Luke, the fourth chapter. And we're going to start at verse 14. St. Luke, fourth chapter, verse 14. And it reads, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. That's key. He returned in the power of the Spirit, of Holy Spirit, into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for the read. This what he was known for. Teaching in the synagogue. Standing up and reading. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, which is Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. See, they, they, they gave him the book. Of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened it. He went to where. It was written. Chapter 61. What we just read. In Isaiah. And in verse 18. He said. The spirit. Of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to set at liberty them that are bruised, 
to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So, so, so he found where it was in Isaiah, where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then in verse 20, it says, and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him because the way he read it was different than how others have read it. Normally, someone would get up and read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's how it would normally be read. But this time it was read differently. Because Jesus, when he read it, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. See, he put emphasis on the word me because that's how it's written it was written the writer wrote the word me so everybody that had, had read this passage said the word me but when Jesus said the word me listen to what he said in verse one he said and he began to say to them, this day is scripture fulfilled in your ears. So what he was saying is, this scripture that was written way back in the time of Isaiah was talking about me. That's why he was putting emphasis on the word me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because remember, in verse 14 it says, And Jesus returned into the power of the spirit. He returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. So he, so he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed 
me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's why he told them this day, this scripture that I just read has now been fulfilled in your ears because this scripture is talking about me. And all bear him witness and wonder at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is not this Joseph's And they said, is not this Joseph's son? And he said unto them, ye will surely say unto me this proverb, physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. So he was telling them that I have come to give you life. I have come to die on the cross. I have been sent to be your healer. I have been sent to set the captives free. I have been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. To preach deliverance to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind. I have been sent to set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I have so that's why we celebrate his life and his death in honor of what he did for us. That we may be born again. That we may enter Into heaven. In order for us. To be born again. We must. Accept Jesus. What he did. Live this sinless life. died on the cross even with the hell force but he didn't stay there he rose again that we may have access 
to eternal life. Celebration of life and death. Love you. God bless you. Father, thank you, Lord, for showing us and reminding us the purpose of life. We've been born to be born again before we die. Thank you, Father, for reminding us that in order to see the kingdom of God, we must be born again. Thank you for your son, Jesus, Father, because you loved us so much. You sent your son, Jesus. For our sins to live a sinless life and to take the sins of the world to the cross to die on the cross to be crucified to be sacrificed and even Allowing him to go to hell for us. To take the keys of hell from Satan. And thank you for raising Jesus up on the third day. With all power. And thank you for receiving Jesus into heaven. Sinless, precious Conquering blood, hallelujah, giving us the victory. Thank you for reminding us that in him we live, we move, we have our being. It's not us. But it's him living through us. And we celebrate his life and his death. We thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Celebration of life and death. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Anointed and appointed word ministries with Brother Norman Woodard.